Welcome back to MidPen Sports Weekly, the only podcast covering sports across the MidPen Conference. In today's episode, we sit down with the new assistant coach at Cedarcliff, Kevin Rutherford, and we introduce our new partner to the podcast, Dravid Murthy. Dravid is a Middletown junior and will be contributing to MidPen Weekly now, and in today's episode, he sat down with uh, Central Dolphin goalie Carter Fitzgerald and Dravid, Dravid Murthy. Uh, Thanks for thanks for joining us at Midpen Sports Weekly. Happy to have you and uh, folks who are listening. This will be a new face or new sound to you for the upcoming episodes. Absolutely, thank you for having me. As Luke mentioned, I'm a junior at Middletown. I currently do broadcasting for WMSF ninety one point one. We're calling soccer games right now, uh, including the game. I'm pretty sure it drops Thursday. I called the game on Tuesday night. And I'll be calling playoff games for Middletown. And then when basketball season comes around, I'll be doing a lot of those. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you as the new co-host. And he'll be doing interviews for uh, right now. He'll be doing a lot of soccer interviews. Then we'll transition into uh, winter sports when that comes along. And we'll, we'll talk to him for about 10 minutes for each episode and talk about the latest in mid-pen sports. So... First off, I'm going to talk with Kevin Rutherford, the new assistant boys basketball coach at Cedar Cliff High School. Enjoy the interview. All right, we're joined by Cedar Cliff's new boys basketball assistant coach, Kevin Rutherford, who served as the interim head coach for the Mechanicsburg Wildcats last season. Coach Rutherford, it's great to talk to you, and congrats on the new role. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So my first question for you is, can you give us a preview into what your role with the Cedarcliff Colts will look like this season? Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, I'm just going to be an added uh, added voice, added uh, you know experience, not only as, as a head coach, but, you know, I've been assistant coach for many years. And, and as a player, I played in college. And, um, you know, just to add to, to Coach Sabercool and his, his staffs already, I mean, you know, they're, they're division champs. He's coach of the year. So um, I think I just need to be there to support and add any uh, any kind of expertise, if you can call it that, um, I may be able to, you know, give him. And what was the hiring process like with the Cedar Cliff staff that was previously or already there and Coach Severcool? Um, so Ty and I have known each other for uh, so I, as how old I am. I was my first year as head coach at Camp Hill. Um, Ty was a senior at Greenwood, and we played them um, in a uh, um, a third place game in district playoffs. So I've known Ty for years, and um, you know when the whole thing in McCannsbury when I, I wasn't going to be back. You know, he was he was a big supporter through the whole process, and he kind of reached out. And um, our families actually happened to be in uh, Outer Banks together, um, so him and I met and, and just you know talked. And at the time, um, I was going to uh, help at McDevitt. Um, you know, he had offered right away. Um, you know, hey, come come work with me. You know, um, so it was kind of like a seamless process. It really wasn't a you know formal interview thing. I know I've known Coach Ruby for years. I'm good friends with his son Kyle. Um, you know, even Nick Gamble, who's new. Um, you know, he I coached against him when he was the player at McDevitt. So um, you know, they have a great staff. Um, you know, they have a new guy, Matt Johnson, who has lots of experience, younger guy. Um, so it was just kind of a seamless fit. It was it. Ty runs a program similar to what Strick and I did um, at Mechanicsburg, so where we uh, um, are able to uh, 
Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a seamless transition. So I think Ty knew that. I think Ty knew we get along great. So I think it was just, it was an easy, uh, it was an easy thing to do. And you were an interim head coach at Mechanicsburg last year. What experiences with the Wildcats are you looking to carry on into this role? Um, you know, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, Mechanicsburg, um, you know, with Trish Strickler and I did a Mechanicsburg, I, I, I grew up there, um, you know, uh, was part of a district, district championship team in 1995. Um, I, uh, um, you know, I think that we, we created a, a culture of family and, you know, just a culture where the kids can um, grow not only as baseball players, but as, as young men. And I think I want to bring a little bit of that to Cedar Cliff. I know Ty does that. Ty has a great family atmosphere. You know, it's about the kids developing, um, as, as young men and not necessarily, you know, wins and losses. Um, and that's, that's important. And that's something that we, you know, um, I, I want to find in any program I help coach. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, I think that's what we want to, we want to bring, you know, I want to take with me. Do you feel like, and Cedar Cliff will play Mechanicsburg twice this year. Do you feel like your experiences last year will give you a leg up against Mechanicsburg this season since you know the team so well? Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I don't think so. I, uh, you know, it's new coaching staff, new even new players in, in new roles. Um, you know, I love all those kids. What, what we did last year um, was very special to me. Um, you know, I know they feel they feel the same way. So I don't know if it gives any advantage. And to be honest with you, I don't. I don't know if Ty, Ty needs any. I mean, he's defending coach of the year. He's you know defending champ. Um, you know, there's there's a. Uh, you know, we've talked on many occasions. He's he's a great scouter of teams, and and you know we'll be fully prepared with with you know just the normal stuff. I don't, I don't know that I bring anything extra to that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Coach, and uh, happy to have you. And good luck this season. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Kevin Rutherford. Coming up is an interview by Dravid by for uh, soccer with Central Dolphin boys soccer goalie. Carter Fitzgerald, and they're destined for the one spot here in the 4A, I believe, bracket for boys soccer. They won the district championship last year, and Dravin did a great job with that interview. But first, we got to talk about all the events that are happening. I feel like this is the best time in high school sports, right, Dravin? Oh, absolutely. You know, football season is really getting into it now. Same thing with soccer. We look, we start looking ahead and basketball's right around the corner. It's a great time to be a high school sports fan. And coming down the stretch of the regular season for high school football, uh, week eight of the high school football season, so many rivalry matchups. What team surprised you the most, Robin? The team that surprised me the most has to be the Trinity Shamrocks. If you looked at me and Luke's picks before it, we both actually picked Camp Hill to win this game, and Trinity won it in dominant fashion. I mean, you look at you look at the stat book. Camp Hill had negative thirty-seven rushing yards. I can't think of a time where I've ever heard that. That's just insanity to me. When Trinity went out there, they didn't just win; they dominated Camp Hill. Yeah, I, I was at that game on Friday covering. Uh, as Dravid does the radio broadcast for Middletown, as most of you know, I do the uh, NFHS broadcasts for Camp Hill Athletics, and absolute beatdown, I think, of 
Camp Hill from Trinity. I mean, this was a game that at the beginning of the season you would have said uh, Trinity's going to kill him. And then you, you roll around the stretch here to week eight. Most of the people had their hands up in the air like, we. I mean, this is a question mark on the schedule. Camp Hill has played an impressive season, but Trinity is always kind of a looming threat for them because they've had such a great program the past couple years. And after the game, you kind of look back and say, well, I was probably right in the beginning of the year when I said Trinity's going to kill him because Trinity really did. I mean... 26 to zero, and it could have been more. Uh, some of the touchdown touchdowns, two of them by Messiah Meckins, the freshman running back at Trinity, were called back. But don't worry, he already had two in the game previous to those called back touchdowns. Uh, but as for me, I would go with Carlisle. Carlisle visited Chapman Field, the home of the PIAA state champions championships uh, this coming season to place Cumberland Valley, a team that they haven't beaten since 2004, home or away, and they ended up coming with the win. Uh, and it's not like it was a year where you could just take advantage of Cumberland Valley. They're probably one of the best teams in the mid-pen. Um, if you take away State College and Harrisburg, I would put up the argument that they are the best team in the mid-pen. Uh, but Louis Shank, Carlisle quarterback with 110 passing yards, but the storyline goes to Jeremiah Hargrove, with 157 yards rushing, two touchdowns, two receptions, an uh, interception, and a blocked extra point. Uh, Carlisle comes up with the 26-20 victory, and this is now a team that is in a very interesting spot. Uh, eight teams make the 6A District 3 bracket, and Carlisle is currently that eighth team with Penn Manor and Central Dolphin behind it. Dravid, do they pull it out? I don't know. Um, I'm a huge fan of this Penn Manor team, like you said. I think they're a huge. I think they're a huge threat. I think it'll just come down to come down to stretch and see which team truly plays better when they really need to. Yeah, I would agree as well. And uh, looking at Central or Carlisle's schedule here, and I'll have to pull it up because I forgot to put it on there. But I mean, that's going to be the big the big deal is. Who does Carlisle have left? It's probably going to be mid-pad teams. and They play Altoona, which is not an easy game, although they not. do get them at home. And then they have to deal with CD East, which that's actually not necessarily a difficult game. CD East has been fairly not good, but they do have to travel to them. So that'll be interesting to see how if CD can get their whole student body popping out, if that can have an effect. Yeah, that's that's going to be probably the defining game for Carlisle. That's week 10, I'm assuming? Uh, if I'm not missing, yes, that is week 10. So I think what really makes that game so much more meaningful is what Carlisle can do next week at home against Altoona. And then that game will probably get amplified and be on one of the center stages for Week 10 to see if Carlisle can can sneak past. And as you said, they got to get hot at the right time. Absolutely. Thursday night will con- um, contain some really good games. West Perry is hosting Camp Hill. And West Perry, this is the third time in school history being 8-0. and 
They were 10-0 in 1989. And get this, they missed the playoffs because uh, they didn't. the power rating by District 3 showed that they didn't play good enough teams to make the playoffs. There was four teams that made it that year. And then in the second time being 8-0, they were... They had eight wins. They lost week nine to Middletown. And then they ended up losing the district title that year. So they don't have the best luck when they're 8-0. But this is going to be a really, really tough game for Camp Hill to sneak out a win. I I 100% agree. I mean, personally, I'm taking West Perry in this game. And that's mostly due to one man, that man being Ian Gooding. Ian Gooding tied the West Perry record with 11 catches for 191 yards and three touchdowns last week. This this West Perry team is not only good, they are hot. Marcus Quaker threw three or had six touchdowns last week. This West Perry team is clicking and this West Perry team is scary. I like Camp Hill. I, I like people on the team. I don't see them being able to win it, especially after such just... I such a humiliating performance against Trinity. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is that they're rolling into this game with awful, awful momentum. Um, not only did they lose twenty six to zero, they had a bad game, and it was against the rivalry game. It's it was the game for the year, and they ended up getting the signature win last year. They were hoping to do the same thing, and came out with the loss. It was just. They're rolling into this game with awful momentum. Exactly. And I, the other thing about this game is, okay, let's say that West Perry wins the game. That that Boiling Springs game in Week 10 is going to be huge for Camp Hill. They started off 4-0, I think it was. They were 5-3. They're 5-4 now. No, they're 5-3 now. And if we assume that West Perry wins, they're 5-4. Five, five and four. They must win that Boiling Springs game. Because a 5-5 five and five team in 2A might possibly not make the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, they're also, they're not, they're also counting the middle of the game as a win due to forfeit, which we're not, nah. But, um, just... This Westbury team is going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one. I don't think they win it. I think that goes as a loss. And like you said, this Boiling Springs game, they've Camp Hill's been very good at home though. That is the thing. They have won at home, and I and that is going to be exactly what they need. They play Boiling Springs, but let's say you lose to Westbury, like you said, so you're five and four now. You beat Boiling Springs like you really should. You're six and four. And now you got to kind of look. And I think you need a couple things to happen for you to make the playoffs in that situation. I don't think it's a, a sure thing. If you, this is a huge game, and unfortunately, they have a tough matchup. Yeah, yeah, they, they really do. And I think that's kind of where the schedule gets them. I think if they have, like, Big Spring this week, and they did lose to Big Spring by 10, or even if you put, like, York Catholic in this game... Yeah. Then they are set up really well for a seven and three season, and that seems like you're more comfortable heading into the playoffs. But two teams that are pretty pretty comfortable at this point heading into the playoffs, Trinity and Steel High, and they face each other on Thursday. Trinity, 
Obviously, as we've mentioned, with the 26-0 victory over the Lions this past week, uh, a steal high this week, and Halifax the following. As for the Rollers, they faced Newport last week, and I wasn't at this game um, being at Camp Hill, but I, I would say it's safe to assume that Trinity put in their backups in probably the third or fourth quarter because... Camp Hill beat Newport pretty sizably. Steel High beat Camp Hill pretty sizably. I would have thought it would have been a higher score. The Rollers ended up winning 68-14. to They have Trinity this week. And then one of the best games I think is going to be in the mid-pen this year, West Perry, the following week. Um, on Twitter, at, at Midpen Weekly on Twitter, uh, there will be updates from Thursday night's game from Cobo Field on the campus of Trinity High School from yours truly um, and I'm excited to be at that game see what happens but it should be a good one driving absolutely um I'm personally right now I'm saying it I'm give me steel high steel high just has so much talent this is their year um I think just behind the Irby twins Appleby is clearly going to play a huge role. I know those three interceptions didn't come in necessarily like a huge game. You weren't playing like the toughest opponent. That's three interceptions. That shows he's getting involved, and that shows he has a clear role in the team. And if he's able to keep that up, this Steel High team is very scary. Yeah, I agree. And I think Appleby is the perfect addition for the team. And, I mean, you're at Middletown. He, before he was injured last year, he was a quarterback, right? Yeah, he um he played quarterback primarily, but he did a lot of he did a lot of play action. He did a lot of option. He was able to really get out there, use his legs a lot. Yeah, and I know after being injured, Tate Leach ended up as the quarterback for Middletown last year. He was looking to play, and they didn't get the opportunity to. He got his eligibility back October eighth when they beat Camp Hill. Uh, I didn't see any stats from him last week, but I'm sure he put on a, a pretty good performance. And I think this is his time to shine, uh, especially in front of college coaches. He was at a, a visit at Shippensburg this past week. Um, but I think these this, these are his two games to shine against Trinity, who has a solid team, and then against West Perry, who definitely has a solid team. Uh, Steel High is 6-1 and one on the year. They lost to Westinghouse 39-18. to uh, And other than that, they've won every single game. But that should that should be a really good game. And there's only three teams in the 1A bracket. So I think they automatically go to the district championship. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've clinched it by now. The, the two other teams are Fairfield, who's 2-5, and, and Halifax, who's 0-7. But... They have their rating uh, so much higher, which is which is what it comes down to in the District 3 standings and all of that. So Steel High is looking really good. Trinity has an interesting situation. I mean, they just beat Camp Hill, knocked them off. Camp Hill was the two seed in the 2A tournament, in the 2A standings. Trinity is now the one, followed by Anvil, Cleona, and Delone Catholic, and then Camp Hill. All four of those teams are five and three. That is unbelievable. It, that, that's that's going to be the storyline coming down the stretch. Exactly. No team has a clear like. Oh, we are far and away better. 
this is in any given any given Friday and even Saturday, your team can go out there and win. Your team can go out there. I think Trinity did scare the rest of them, the rest of the any like the Long Cavs, like any other team that's playing there. I think they shocked them by just shutting down Camp Hill so much. But I don't think you worry about that. I think you just move on, and I think you got to advance. You you learn and you keep going. If I'm Camp Hill, you're still in it, and you and you got you got games to play. As simple as that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And to finish us off, I'm gonna give a uh, little little top three from each division and uh, Steel High number one and single A followed by Fairfield and Halifax in 2A at Trinity, Anvil, Coyota and Delone Catholic in the 3A standings it's Wyoming followed by Lancaster Catholic followed by West Perry in 4A it's Mannheim Central followed by McDevitt who has had a really strong season 6-1 and one, with a loss to Imitep Charter Followed by Lampin or Strasburg. Melton Hershey getting in on the action at the four spot in 4A. In 5A, it's Solanco, followed by Exeter Township. And then the new addition to the mid-pen, quarterbacked by Brady Heiser, it's Gettysburg. And finally, in the 6A, it's Central York, who is 7-1. Their one loss is to the team that is directly behind them, Cumberland Valley. In the three spot, it's Hempfield. Uh, that's going to be one of the more interesting brackets. Harrisburg is a wonderful team, but they are 5 in 6A. That just shows how good the talent is around there. But that'll do it for our discussion. Let's head into Draven's uh, interview with Carter Fitzgerald, the goalie of Central Dolphin Boys Soccer. Central Dolphin won the District 3 Championship last season and are on pace to climb the bracket yet again this season. Sitting on top of a 14-1 record with a 14-game win streak, it seems the Rams are ready to roll through their last game State College tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central Dolphins goalie Carter Fitzgerald, a senior captain with the program, joins Midpen Sports Weekly now. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Carter. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Now, with four regular season games remaining, where does the focus lie with the team? Yeah, I mean, the team's goals is just to keep winning but while playing the way that Central Dolphin likes to play. You know, to keep moving the ball and just staying healthy, especially with playoffs coming up. They're, 
in the next since the regular season's wrapping up just play how we like to play keep everyone healthy and then just keep winning is the main goal absolutely what do you feel has been the team's strong suit and how will that translate into the playoffs yeah i mean i think we're definitely a very defensive team very strong defensively we've only allowed i I don't think we've allowed more than one goal all this year the only time was yesterday against CV, and that was we were missing uh, Kyle Hoyt, our other captain, center back. Okay. And when, whenever we're missing a player, we can always have like someone fill in. We're very good at moving around personnel, and defensively, we have a very good shape. And as tactics credit the coach, our tactics are very good back there, and we just we, we pride ourselves on the defense. Now, you made the switch from more of a defensive player to a complete goalie this season. How what has that been like, and do you like it? Yeah, I mean, throughout my whole life, I was a I was a goalie. It was almost a harder change last year going from goalie to striker than back this year from striker to goalie. But it's just it's different because you see the field in a completely different way when you're a goalie than compared to to up front. It's a it's a big switch. Absolutely. Now, is there any team you really have your sights set on during these playoffs? Any team you want to specifically kind of knock out? I mean, going into it, we're just looking at playing whoever comes up. We're going to put our best squad out there and obviously put where we go. We're going to try to beat them. But, I mean, it's always fun to play Cumberland Valley. It's a big game. And then Mannheim beat us when we weren't at our didn't have everyone healthy in our full team so that it could be cool to see them again in, in the postseason and try to put them get a positive result this time Dallas Town currently holds the seventh spot in the district a team you face in a thrilling overtime district championship win how do you feel and what's the team's outlook on them yeah I mean Dallas Town every single year since my freshman year we've ended up playing them in district so it'll be it's definitely a possibility we play them again, and I know a few kids from Dallas Town. They're all well coached. They're a good squad, and I think it'd be a good game. But I think we have the the personnel and the players to, to get a get a get a result there. Do you guys would you say you have a little bit of a rivalry with them now? I wouldn't. I would say yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely competitive. Was last year is a very very competitive game in the district final, and I know that if they will see us in districts they're definitely going to want to get us back and it'll be a little bit of a rivalry there absolutely now once playoffs are over any plans to play in college or what's the next step for you after the season comes to an end yeah for me i think college soccer is definitely something i've wanted to do since i was younger uh i don't know where yet or where i'm looking to play but i've definitely been talking to some schools and i know i definitely want to continue my soccer career after after high school Absolutely. Now, this obviously being your senior season, how much would it mean to you to be able to go out on just a a big t- uh, title? Yeah, I mean that would mean everything to me and the and the boys at Central Dolphin. You know, it's a very tight senior class. We're all very close on and off the field. We talk about it all the time. We joke about it, and we put in the work trying to get that big title, even districts, even states, ending it off on that. And I think. We, everyone, the entire mentality of the team is that we could definitely do it this year. We're putting in that work day in, day out to do that. Okay, great. Thank you so much for joining the Mid-Pen Sports Weekly Podcast. This is Carter Fitzgerald, goalkeeper for CD. 
Good luck on your season, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.